27th year in January 2024. Find out our latest news at newsforthesoul.com. And we're back with my favorite activity, introducing you to a new member of the News for the Soul family. Arcturian Conversations is the name of the new show. And Vivian is here. We're going to get to know her this hour. Vivian, welcome to News for the Soul. Thank you very much, Nicole. It's such a joy to be here. It's wonderful to be here, and I'm, I'm looking forward to getting to know you this hour and introducing you to the News for the Soul audience. We'd like to start with our famous first question because it's the place that um, connects us all as a community and movement that's now in its 27th year, and that's on this quest to want wanting to know what's really real and what's really possible. Um, for me, I had a lot of uh, experiences right from the get-go <laughs> arriving on the planet um, that were outside the 3D norm that got my attention and gave me a, a path and a purpose even eventually um, in my life. So I always like to ask what your earliest experience might be of something of that nature, something outside the 3D norm uh, world that you saw or experienced. Um, earliest memories and, and then the most profound too, because those are fun. So wherever you'd like to start. Well, that's a wonderful start, and I am thrilled to be a new radio host with the show Arcturian Conversation. So I would say for me, it really started as a child because being an Arcturian being, coming from an ascendant in the galactic civilizations, to come back here in a projected human form. It is quite an adventure in itself. So I remember even as a child, um, I was sitting in kindergarten. I was five years old. Uh, you can imagine a bunch of little five-year-old playing in kindergarten and, and then their teachers are playing in different form of games and others. But to me, it felt very illogical. It felt, um, I never understood, understood that playfulness activity. What does it mean? It felt very foreign. So the, the teacher will assign me to do something like a building blocks or, you know, playing with dolls or pretending to cooking. And I knew, being a, a nocturne being, it's like, well, I'll do plenty of cooking in this lifetime, so why should I play and pretend to cook? It's, it seems pointless to me. And so the, the poor teacher, she was a beautiful soul, but she never really understood, you know, my response or my way of thinking. So she would just let me go do what I want to do. So I felt that the most efficient way to spend my time there was only to study and watch the other children. I can learn from the behavior. (laughs) But for me, it was painting. So I would go painting and I would do, allowing that creativity to come together. Everything else seemed very pointless to me. And I would tell my mom, then it's pointless for me to play with dolls. What is the point? Uh, it's plastic. It smells bad. It looks ugly, and I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> so, you know, that will be a fun observation I can share with everyone. Mhm. So you, you had a different perspective early on. 
Well, yes, being who I am, for sure. It's always been a part of, you know, who am I and observing how, you know, children interact with each other or teachers or the dynamic in school or the, the dynamic of, you know, an institution called a school or any place else. It's always been, um, for me, a very interesting level of experiences to understand what it feels like to be an earth human. It really is... Um, and as, as I mentioned, it started early on. Uh, I was only five years old when I just give you one example of this. And there's nothing, there's no judgment, there's no label. It's just if you if you are dropped off on another planet and living among another civilization, and you're conscious of who you are, you're conscious you come from the earth, but you're going to live a lifetime elsewhere in a different form learning from another foreign in the galactic civilization or you may have similar thought forms you may feel like wow they're doing it this way that's fascinating and you're going to be learning from it and eventually adapting well the same thing for me is relearning to know what it feels like to at a time being an earthly child and then growing up and you know the changes in the physiology the changes the dynamics the relationships and to change the global consciousness on the planet and so forth. So it's been very fascinating. So uh, I think a good starting point would be to have you explain in great detail what uh, Arcturian means. Let's start there. Well, I will explain it to my perspective and to my experience because I am truly an Arcturian being. So I am an interstellar being and I have volunteered to set forth a Solar emanation of my octane avatar self into an earth human form. And so, if you look at who are the Octurians, well, we are part of a very large intergalactic community. We were known as one of the most advanced and spiritually enlightened, very ancient uh, intergalactic group who've been interacting with the earth at different stages of our evolution, who's been you know, interacting with the solar system at different stages of its evolution. So we we are very ancient. We're several millions of years old, and so we have learned to we have learned to evolve and shift. And even our ability just to rejuvenate our physical form, we can stay in the same body for eight hundred years or a thousand years if we wish to. And then once we want to move beyond the experience of being an Octarian, then the soul can move on into different experiences or different octaves of evolution. So Octarians are extremely beautiful. They're like master beings. They're masters of light. They have this beautiful, elegant, almost ethereal presence about them. And um, we... We have great mental faculties, great knowledge. We work in partnership with a multitude of interplanetary councils, uh, working with the Andromedans, working with the Syrians, working with, you know, those from Alpha Century, Vega, Venus. I mean, we work with a multitude of groups. And, of course, um, I mean, it's just we're... Of all the of all the species, so to speak, I am very, very fortunate, very grateful to be part of the Octarian group. Have you always uh, sensed that that's 
who you were? Yes, I've always been. Because even though the exterior, you look at my picture, you see me in person, you know, the, my exterior will look like, like a human, which is the goal. It's much more easier to navigate here and relate and being able to communicate with others if you look more like one, if you look like a human. But we have to think that besides the physical appearance of what you see or what you think you hear, you, my soul or who I am, I am, I'm still this intergalactic being. So, of course, I've always known um, early on, and that's why I, that's why I chose this, this example of, I remember even when I was five years old, being in, in school, my reflection, looking at the world, looking at, I was always been in great state of observation to learn, understand the mechanism of interactions between humans, different hierarchy. Uh, like, for example, a child is thinking to uh, a teacher, and then a teacher is part of the school, and the school has a director and it's some kind of hierarchy and to see how it changed the dynamic and how even between children. One thing I never understood about human behavior is why children feel the need to be so heavy and very difficult and 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 I would say mean with each other. What it would be a lot better to promote more collaboration, partnership, acceptance, higher tolerance, being able to facilitate higher communication, you know, forming more community in that sense. Can you imagine if each school of the world became a community where your entire societal structure would change? So I never understood um, this kind of discrepancy or, you know, polarized way of feeling and, and and so far, does that make sense? Yeah, it doesn't make sense, does it? <laughs> um, <laughs> share, share with us um, some of your most uh, profound observations that you've made. Oh, that's a great, great question, Nicole. One of the most profound observations is the beauty, the capacity that earth humans have being an earth human is a very powerful experience, like nothing else out there in, in the multiverse. It's, it's a look at human beings when they are at their best. They are the most magnificent being. Their capacity for true compassion, empathic responses to other life. It's the, compa- the capacity for love and this emotional spectrum that comes with being an earth human but it's utilized in a way that is in sync with the mastery and the wisdom of your soul and in your heart you have the ability to create wonders I mean I've seen instances with a group of men or women, it doesn't matter will come together just to rescue a dog that is stranded on the shore or on the lake or in the mountains and the many will come to help the one and are witnessing even whether it's a person, whether it's an animal, whether it's someone on a hike found an injured bird and took it upon themselves to make sure the bird gets the help it needs. It's it really warms my heart. 
in my soul to see the capacity that our human beings really have. And I would say that as a multitude of beings who comes from everywhere across the universe to come and experience what it feels like to have a lifetime or a life cycle as an earth human. It's very powerful. And now what's really for me is the most powerful and amazing aspect of being here on the planet. And besides, Mother Gaia, Mother Terra, this blue pearl as we call her, she's very difficult to resist. She has a way when she needs help and she's, her heart, heart centers start to vibrate and then you start to listen and feel the calling of her heart. Oh, <laughs> she reminds me of it all the time. I'm like, yes, yes, I, I can feel you, Gaia. I know. And um, so it's a very unique planet, very diversified and the capacity for holding so many different sentient life forms all at once in a very complex ecosystem worldwide, it's also phenomenal. So those are aspects that I really love the most. Uh, <clears throat> how unique are those properties to, like, compared to other, you mentioned all the uh, infinite amount of other beings, right? Or how unique are humans in comparison? Well, there's no comparison because each civilization, and we've seen so many over the years, over thousands of years, it's just that if you look at the earth history, the real earth history, uh, all the sacred monuments, uh, the scripture, the coding on the planet, I mean, everything is in there. You can tell that um, the earth in itself, because of the ecosystem, with the great water lakes and waters and oceans and, you know, the, the, the oxygen composition and the grid system of Gaia and everything. Mountains, which is magnificent. You can tell that it has been attracting a lot of different other group consciousness or intergalactic groups have come and study and feel and experiment or simply observe the changes. So, for example, there's such a multitude of life out there. Some planets may not have as much of a richness of ocean as it is here. Or others, you know, may have other traits than the Earth doesn't have. But there's something about the Earth that it's a great, great school of learning. It's Mother Gaia offers opportunity for soul to really evolve, learn at a deeper level, come back into connecting with the point, the first point of prime creator, really understand that energy of how much you are part of the creation, and then being able to move on beyond this incarnation and being able to choose different ways, because it's all evolution, it's always evolution, one way or another. But it's, it's... it's the best way so far I can describe what is making it unique. We've seen so many uh, groups in different places, and of course, there's some other places it's just phenomenal. But from a physical incarnation perspective, um, this is one of the most diversifying and very rich in experiences that a soul can have. Hmm. So what is the point of it all? Like, Why are... Why come in and observe in the first place? 
Well, would you be curious to learn? <laughs> Think about it. It's um, without too much simplifying, because what we share with you right now is very profound. And I'm going to invite all of you to really feel the frequency. This is, this is more in the Q&A. This is not a mm-hmm. question answer. This is an experience we're offering you right now. And that also leads the way to what our current conversations, new radio show, so to speak, will be about. It's having more meaningful, deeper, soul-to-soul, higher, higher consciousness-to-higher consciousness type of conversations. So right now, this is already a premise of this. Right? It's just an introduction. So there's multiple reasons that you have to feel it in your soul. Feel the experience. What does your own soul have to learn by coming here? You're here by soul design. You're not here because you were kicked in or, you know, dropped on the planet and left behind. That's that's an illusion. But if you really profoundly connect to yourself and to know that you're here by soul design, that there's something very unique, whether it's just to learn compassion, and if that's all you've come to learn, then it's huge because the word compassion, it's much more than a human experience. It's something universal that's going to help you to shift in frequency, help you to evolve at the soul level, gain more light. And you can bring that. And perhaps your soul come just to learn that aspect so you can return and teach it to others, other groups who may have forgotten or dissociate themselves from the word compassion. So there's a multitude, multi-layers of reasons why. Why some of the masters come, they've already ascended, they don't need to come back in a descending form, but they come here because they know that their presence, just their presence alone on the planet, it's enough to stabilize the next level of soul expansion or to help the planet to stabilize so it can it can shift from one paradigm to the next and so forth and so forth. So the ripple effects are endless, truly. Mm. So what do you um see for foresee for future shows? For future shows? Yes, like well, your your shows. <laughs> as I mentioned, this is an introduction. So part of what the Octurns, what we do, part of my mission here is to really, really help the future aspect of the Ascension timeline to take place. Because it has, I'm a paradigm shifter, I come here to really help to shift on an individual mm-hmm. level, maybe old, 3D paradigm, dualistic, polarized, stuck energy, and just our presence helped already already shifted. I can I can tell that just by this conversation, so to speak, we've already shifted the dynamic of what the Octurn conversations will be about. So we're going to, I'm going to mm. communicate and reflect with my delegations, with my higher self. And I tune in, always tune in with Mother Gaia to see where are we right now and on the planetary level, on the global level. Where are we in the shift in the movement, also in the solar system and into the timeline? And this is where we can feel what level of deep soul, heart-to-heart conversation are we going to have? And each aspect serves as a transmission. Because when we speak, we speak for many. It's a beautiful 
it's a beautiful group consciousness intergalactic masters that speak with you and so the vibrations of each word has meaning as a frequency and it's going to speak to everyone in ways that serves you the best at the moment when you receive those transmissions so the, it's going to be very evolving very experiential full of wisdom full of presence so it's just the beginning now we're just starting yes indeed um so can you t- explain uh the ascension timeline and where we are at on it well what do you understand or what does it mean to you the ascension timeline well we're talking to an, a global audience right now, so some people might not have any frame of reference for that at all. So um, for me personally, it's, it's uh, you know, um, it's part of why I do what I do, help as well, right? But um, just for the overall, so we're all on the same page, we can get you to explain what it is in, in your perspective. Always happy to explain our perspective. I was just curious about your perspective, so it brings more <laughs> layers to the audience. That's why. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, you go first, and uh, I'll I'll jump in at the end. <laughs> Very well. So you have to think about this again, because of who I am and who I represent as an nocturnal ambassador. We have a different way of perspective of looking at time. So this has nothing to do with linear time, like a calendar year. Uh, we passed from 2023 to 2024. That's the linear way of looking at time. When you are um, working on the intergalactic universal level, that concept of time is non-existent. So the way we perceive time, we call it a timeline, which in common words, we can say your calendar year. But the timeline is always shifting, so we can perceive a multitude of potential timelines or a potential of where each so-called calendar year will bring us to what is the next level of evolution pension what are we going shift and what is the next level of earth rotations where the earth is going to receive more solar frequencies being aligned with more with the galactic core where's the earth moving moving that means that it's also going to influence all of us on the planet, our body system is shifting, our chakra system is evolving, our consciousness is also expanding. So we're looking at ascension, the concept of baseline of ascension is a return into higher form of awareness. Are you still working on 3D fear-based autopilot programming, or are you still listening? to a deeper part of you and are you trusting more your internal guidance systems are you listening more are you asking different questions are you present right now while you're distracted making noise on the light are you present are you here so ascension is a form of evolution and we know we hear a lot about the new earth and it changes from 3D to 5D. But we're shifting frequency. No longer has heavy, solid carbon base. It's going to start to get more light. It's returning to remembering our ancient knowledge, ancient capacity. What about developing your ability to self-heal yourself, to decode the body language, and to be able to communicate through thought form exchange 
or telepathic communications, what if you're able to more effectively communicate with your higher self, which is your divine self? For those of for those of you who call themselves star seeds, all about communicating more effectively and more correctly with your star galactic families, and so forth and so forth and so forth. So we're shifting out more and more into living uh, in a very very compressed, limited, fear-based energy. We're moving out of it. We're moving, we're evolving beyond that. It's like no one wants to stay stuck in high school because once mm-hmm. high school is done, you're eager to move forward. Well, what if it has a loop that gets you stuck in high school for 20 years? That would be very unpleasant. Well, it's an analogy. It's a picture, of course. But it's an easy picture to re- relate to. So it's something similar where we are moving out to the structure. I hope that makes more sense that way. It does, yes, very much so. I think, uh, <clears throat> you know, we've been talking about uh, the awakenings and the consciousness raising on the planet for 27 years. And I think we didn't think of it very linearly back then, you know, um, uh, the tipping points and critical mass and all that stuff. Um, it did seem like it, we were thinking more in a linear plane. So that makes a lot of sense. Thank you. That's a good observation because even if you look at the last 27 years, how you would perceive spiritual evolution was very different than it is today. And that makes sense, right? And that's normal Mm -hmm. because this is part of what we call evolution. You are a very different person today than you were even 10 years ago. Imagine that alone 27 years ago. You know, I remember back in, I think you 1988, when they talk about harmonic convergence on the planet, well, they had the understanding of what it was right then, but that word or that those semantics have changed a lot since 1988. That's another example of evolution. Yes, they they have changed a lot. Um, do people still talk about the critical mass and the tipping points that where you know a certain number of the people on the planet need to be uh, awakened for the this whole shift to happen? Is that still a thing? It depends on your school of philosophy. We prefer to look in terms of empowerment, empowering everyone, as many people around the globe. We prefer to look at it in the terms of to turn on as many lights as possible around the planet. Because ascension is first, it's also an individual choice at the soul level. It's, it's going to be about everyone stepping into the light, accepting that there's much more to you. There's something that's been very much talked about, implemented in many ways. Like you mentioned, 27 years plus, I encounter clients every day who have been on their journey for 30 years plus. But at the same time, where we are together as a community on the planet that's what makes the difference because together we have the ability to stabilize what we call the timeline of ascension. It's really stabilizing that new field that really gives the Mother Gaia the synergy, the space, um, the possibility, the potential to really that jump or that the next level of shifting. As for before, you may have mass communication once in a while or talk about it, 
but it's there was a difference. It was not as fully understood and embodied as it is more today than it was even 10 years ago. So it's no longer about the numbers. It's about how much everyone is truly invited to step into that state of responsibility, spiritual maturity, and making the the conscious choice that you no longer live your life on 3D autopilot based on what your 3D linear mind is telling you. Something is a higher calling. It it is this higher calling that we've seen. Just like, look at the last four years alone, this so-called COVID. Well, COVID has shifted the planet in many ways, including the awakening on a conscious level. So you have to look at the yin, yes, the yin, the yin, so to speak, influence one another. And sometimes you go deep into the dark light polarity to create a counterpart in the light. And that's what we've been seeing on the planet for the last four years alone. Huge. And it seems to be amping up every time we look at it. Yes, exactly. Now, I want to also add with respect, for those who live in certain countries, you still have this really heavy influence. And I understand that it's, it's been extremely challenging and the light workers have been really tired, even physically, yes. because we've been hold yes, we've been holding so much more space, so much more energy to maintain that shift. And I really want to recognize everyone. Remember, I'm here in this physical form too, so I can feel it a lot. I'm very sensitive. I'm very energetic, connected. So I want to give acknowledgement to everyone in that sense. Actually, since we're on that point, um, what has been your um, perspective, like uh, beyond what you were just speaking of now in the last four years, as far as how to best maneuver through this? How how do we get our energy back up? How do we, um, you know, make a bigger difference um, in the balance here? Nicole, I'm a the audio on my hand is a little bit effy. I want to ask you, please, can you rephrase the questions so I can better understand it? Um, okay, well, just that we're here. We've gone through four years of uh, a lot of work <laughs> happening on the planet. Um, even the, the people that have been doing conscious work uh, or light work or whatever you want to call it for decades have been very challenged in the last four years. And as you mentioned, being drained and tired and trying to hold the space, um, what can we do to um, uh, be less tired and to, you know, maneuver through this challenging time in a bigger, more powerful way? Does that make sense? Yes, thank you for clarifying. There's multiple layers to your question, which is beautiful, but there's multiple layers. They monitor your energy. Where are you investing your energy the most? like anger towards government and manipulators and those who are still so much convinced about the narratives and wear their mask and all of it. It's just an observation here. So where are you invested? And when I speak with someone, I can hear in the voice and I can also feel in their field, where are they? So I'm going to invite all of you to right away, right now, monitor, where are you? What part of you is listening and what part of you is still distracted or maybe 
part of the narrative. And I'm going to invite you to bring all these aspects of you. Imagine the multitude of soul of light, of fractals of light, that is returned back to your heart center for restoration, clearing, and completion. It's important to stay as connected to all aspects of yourself as you can. So it helps you to really disengage from the all programming of what you may absorbing from the collective consciousness, fear, change in the structure, coming changes that's going to come up over several months, and understanding that when you work, you stay connected, you co-create, and you, you remind yourself that you're part of a, a very intelligent universal field, you know that this spark of you that is in the body, it's only a, a little of 1% of your entire being, 1%. But that 1% is so convinced and play its role so well, its identity, its stories, and everything else, that that 1% has the ability to drain you mentally, physically, and emotionally, as opposed to relay on the 99% of you that is the master co-creator. And so it really, this is why we, we put a lot of focal point on it is important to disengage the autopilot. Release yourself from anger, resentment, stress, anxiety. Yes, stress, you may feel fluctuation of life. It's fine. But at the same time, these sustained energies have more worry on the body, on the health, your equilibrium, your well-being than anything else. So in other words, when something is thrown at you, whether it's family, belief systems, society, community, government, so-called authority, well, all these energies, they're counting on you to participate. They're counting on you to pull on your heartstring and participate by shedding energy into it or, or feeling into it or something like this. They need your collaboration. Everybody do. So that's why we are unwinding ourselves from the dark light polarity more and more and more is I can see they're doing, but I am in parallel. I am coexisting in parallel with this. And I'm allowing myself to keep my energy centered, grounded with Gaia, open to the universal field. And I'm asking to manifest higher solution, higher perspective, be able to navigate through the fields from that point of awareness. That's going to be extremely important with the changes coming on the planet this year, is get off the autopilot and clear yourself, get to know what is still holding you back. If you, Sometimes I can see when I talk to someone if there's anger or resentment or something like this. It's If I can feel it in my, if I can feel over the phone or over Zoom or over Skype, Imagine those around you. So where are you? Mm-hmm. What part of you is dictating your life or telling you what's possible? What filters do you have? And especially around fear, if there's so much filters of fear that the light is you're compressing your own light. Those are just basic guidelines. There really are basic guidelines. So, 
Do you recommend a certain kind of exercise to get, uh, how do you pull yourself truly out of um, autopilot, 3D autopilot, as you call it, which I love that term, and how do you get uh, out of the, coming from a place of fear when, you, you know, if you got caught up in a moment, do you have an exercise that you recommend to listeners? It's more an exercise because people would say, oh, I forgot what you said about the exercise. I'm not able to do it. It's more in terms of a state of cultivation within you. So if something triggers you, acknowledge it with compassion. Today I'm being triggered. Today something is affecting me. Okay, acknowledge it with compassion. As an observer, I am observing if something is triggering me today. Now, Take the time, sit down just for five minutes. Put your hands on your heart, take some deep breaths, and ask, show me what is triggering me. What is the source point behind it? Let it come. Use your body as an end. And once you start to understand and feel or get some feedback, you're going to be able to start to shift. Says, okay, I'm being triggered because of X reasons or because I'm sensitive about this and that is my God, my heart got triggered. When you acknowledge yourself, you're reconnecting yourself more effectively. You're in tune with you as opposed to projecting your mind out there and looking all around you to see what's going on. Start to re-acknowledge within your own universe. What is it that is triggering me right now? Is it because I'm energy sensitive and I just absorb a wave that came through the the global consciousness? Or is there a shift in the grid system and the earth body and it's reflecting in my own body and it's reflecting as a stress? Because it's unknown. So the body will reflect it that way. So take the time to ask yourself those questions. Not from a mental perspective, because if your answer is, well, I don't know, I feel nothing. You and your mind, you're stuck in the mind. Tell the mind, okay, I know your perspective for a moment. I'm going to ask my heart and my body, what do they say about this? Ask again. Now I'm going to ask and listen to that point of I'm using my chakra, I'm using my body, I'm using the intelligence field of my heart, because I know what the mind will say. What else is there for me? What else is possible? So it helps you to understand. You can be the grocery store. I use that example a lot because it's so 3D. Going to the grocery store, right? It's very mundane. It's part of the human life as you've known it. When you're in the store, you may be triggered by an energy. If let's say you're entering an aisle and three, four people are in a really Stressful, fearful mode. Guess what? You just enter that field. And all the blue, you start to feel empty, stress. You're shifting. What's going on with me? But if you're on autopilot and you just absorb it without understanding what just happened, then that energy becomes yours. But it was never yours to begin with. That is the path of self-mastery. Then where are you? Every day monitor. Ask And again, if you're stuck in the I don't know, I don't feel, I think that, or I should that, that's the mental mind talking. To say, okay, mind, I know what you're saying. What else am I going to listen to? What 
And you, you'll see it is extremely simple. Again, basic tools that helps you to shift, create vibrational shift and energy, emotion, mental clarity. And now, what will be your next step? So, for example, you're still in the store. You want to finish up. There's a long line at, at the cashier. Instead of looking there, I love NC stress, anxiety, and you imagining those energy, you're radiating those stress energy, bring yourself back to neutrality and just choose to disengage from that stress because there's a long line at the cash register and I'm impatient. Now, that's the mind. That's the 3D part of you talking. Let your heart wisdom come. So you know what? I'm going to wait here. And as I'm waiting for the cash register to be ready, it is my opportunity to help others to neutralize, to radiate more patience, energy, kindness. Be present, observe, learn. Every moment become a learning point. But that's an example of being on autopilot. We want to get in and out of the store. We're in a hurry. That's autopilot. That's a beautiful, pretty mm. example, don't you think? Very well put. Um, you've re- referenced a couple of times the coming changes this year. Um, do you have any insight on, on what you foresee? We'll explore that over the new radio show. We'll explore that. Um, every year there's always changes. Remember that the universe in itself is a constant state of changes. Look at your cells. Right? The cells change. It says, well, like every seven years we, get, we grow a new body. So there's yeah. always Right, exactly. So just to know that it's naturally organically the next level. Just feel already how much natural evolution change are really about. So we'll explore that more. But in a way that feels, again, fluid, adaptable, natural. So we want to demystify the word, oh, there's going to be changes going, what's going to happen to me? That's part of the journey we're going to take. We need to demystify that. Let's return it to that more organic flow. Does that make sense? So we're coming, yes, we're coming close to the uh, top of the hour. We're in the last chunk of time where uh, we give you extra time on your introduction interview because you're new and we're getting to know you and and what you're offering. So shameless self-promotion coming from service and heart. Um, Sharing all the is it you know um, that you're bringing through to offer to people? Well, again, I'm, I'm very grateful to be here. One of the things that we, one of the things that I have created over the last few years is what I call my Universal Octurn Online Community. We have amazing memberships, and our community has really grown over the last just the last two years alone, attracting more. People from all over the world, which is international, but all over the world, people who are very dedicated to say, I'm ready to embrace this new aspect of myself. I am ready to learn more beyond of what has been so far. I'm ready to rediscovering this multi-facets of my being, and I'm ready to welcome more in many ways, in all dimensions of my life. So we have we have created this beautiful universal, it's called the Universal Octarian Online Community. It is on my website under 
services and online community memberships. It's very affordable. There's multiple different levels of memberships. And we do a monthly class. We do two monthly uh, meditation series. We have also two exclusive Zoom meetings with members only where we do global initiative work. We bring in the next band of frequencies. We, we come together in a spiritual gathering. And then once a year, we also have the exclusive retreat for members only. And we also have um, a Telegram group that is just for members. And it gives an opportunity to build friendship and to feel that whether you're in England, Australia, Canada, U.S., Germany, that you can feel you're really part of a community. And the members are very interactive with each other. Sedona, Arizona, a few days ago to have our first annual retreat and most uh, most of people came or members and there were members from England, members from Canada, members from across the United States and it was say, hey, we're, with, with our each other presence, we're in person and on lunch break, members will organize Zoom call with the other members who were not able to travel so they can share about the experience. So our online community is extremely beautiful and it really helps everyone. You're ready to shift, you're ready to embrace more, you're ready to evolve, you're ready to be the best version of who you were meant to be by soul design. Well, this is what this community is about. So it's on the website, again, under services, online community memberships. Join us, be with us, grow with us, and you'll see it's it's really an honor for us to to lead and to facilitate a beautiful activity and events, even the current holographic group healing every month, and so much more. Mm, beautiful. That sounds amazing. What is the website address? Yes. So my website is called Infinite Healing from the stars.com. So all together, infinite healing from the stars.com. Beautiful. Love that. Well, this has been awesome getting to know you today. I'm really looking forward to watching things unfold. Um, did you have a final message to leave the listeners with today? Well, first I want to thank you, Paul, for um, leading this beautiful introduction and holding space and creating such a powerful place for 27 years on the network, which is phenomenal. I just want to acknowledge all the work, the dedication, and the energy put into it. And joining, you know, a distinguished line of radio hosts, and the uniqueness of what I wanted to bring is really, let's exchange wisdom. Let's let's have this meaningful connection, conversation, activations. And every time, let them be a part of the new experience that you're going to bring in, reflect upon, embody. And it's really about the team wants to, I call my team, my delegation, my team. The team wants to share with all of you. We our frequency are returning more to the planet. We're more present with you, talking to the star seed in you, talking to divine being in you, nourishing your human aspect, and so much more. So we're very happy to be here. 
Beautiful. Well, we're happy you're here and and uh, looking forward to next time already. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for, for being on the show. Of course. It is a joy and it's just the beginning, so there's more to come. <laughs> there is indeed. Yay. <laughs> Yay, Yay. All right. We will talk to you next time. And uh, for those on the board, it's going to hang up on you and you'll have to dial back in. More shows continue after this quick reset break. News for the Soul begins its 27th year in January 2024. Find out our latest news at newsforthesoul.com.